Hey guys, this is Jesus and the following Patreon listeners. Paul Parton, Seren Kai, Matthew Punamali, Colin Matter, Brian Gould, Nate T, LLB760, Thomas Seymour Turner, Nick Morgan, and Daniel Allardyce. Thanks for helping us be another story in the city of Nitrate, um, city. Welcome, listeners, back to the Fandable Podcast Network. I'm here with some of my friends, not all of them, because some people have families, I guess. I don't know what that's about. That is a method of weakness, like leaving your phone on the table. <laughs> whoever, just got a, whoever just got a message. Probably me. <laughs> Except yep. for those who... It wasn't me. Yep. wasn't me. It wasn't me. But you saw me in the corner. It wasn't me. I didn't get a message on my phone. <laughs> it wasn't me. I got a message in the shower. It wasn't me. I got it. My phone's on power. Wasn't me. My phone's on low power. Wasn't me. It is obviously once again musical day here at Fandable, but in reality we are here to play a World of Fate adventure. We are playing Nitrate City. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which is just all right. Gosh, all right. Yeah. 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 I guess. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and this particular World of Fate is interesting. Nitrate City is so named because it is old Hollywood. It is the mid to late 1950s. And about 10 years ago, there was an event. And in this event, suddenly new creatures appeared. Some of them were familiar from the monster movies that were popular at the era. Some of them came from the old adventure film serials. And some of them just appeared from places unknown. Some uh, people also changed. They had lived a completely normal life and suddenly found themselves to be the monsters of stories. And we are going to tell a story about three of these particular monsters. So starting from my left, will you please introduce yourself and the character that you're playing in Nitrate City? Hey everybody, this is Billy and I'm playing Bump. I'm Bump. And I am what you would call uh, a shade, or as I guess the kids called it, uh, a boogeyman. Back in the day, I was in the between, as we called it. And our job was to help people work through their fears. And that's what a nightmare is. We helped them experience it and, and face it head on. And sometimes it was scary and sometimes it was a life lesson. But regardless, my people, we all were about letting people understand their fear and experiencing it. And in a way, rejoice about their fear. And then the flicker happened and I was suddenly a monster under the bed. But on this specific night, I wasn't the only monster in the house. Somebody had broken in, a pair of mobsters. Apparently the dad owed money, and bang, bang, he was dead, bang, bang, and mom was dead, and little boy under the covers, crying out for no one. Mobsters heard him, and they decided to show me the real monsters of the world. But that's all right, I'm a thing of darkness and shadows. So I showed them how to be a real monster. Oh, I did. Long story short, I climbed under the bed after I got rid of the mess. But I couldn't get back to where I was supposed to be. I was stuck here like a bunch of others like me. A shade. 
stuck in this light. So I couldn't stay under the bed forever, especially when the cops came around, and I uh, moved around, figured I'd learn a trade, which is tickling the ivories, and now I, uh, I work in bars every night, head on stage, me alone, singing the jazz, singing the blues, singing anything that piques my dark interest. And what I look like, mostly I don't have features, it's just a shadow, but I always wear my pinstripe white suit and fedora. And glasses, because this shit's bright outside. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am playing uh, Joe Lister, who is a failed experiment. He is a stitched together, hulking brute of a man who makes his money here at the... Do we have a name? We do not have a name yet. I was going to let the bartender give us a name. Smart, here at the establishment. And he's the bouncer. He used to work as a private investigator, and before then he was a cop for a little while. So You would have been a member of the Night Squad. Ah, the Night Squad. Not as prestigious as the Monster Squad, which is a bunch of friggin' kids running around killing our kind. So he was, he was a member of the Night Squad, but then he wanted to go into more honest business and became a private investigator. And he kind of burned out with that, made too many enemies, but made a small amount of money that he then put into as an investment with the uh, speakeasy establishment for what he now works in. And it's more routine work. He gets a cut of some of the bar, and he gets to make sure it's uh, nice and safe. If he has his way, he'll never have to look somebody up and down and try to figure out what they're all about ever again. I'll add very quickly that to help you keep the bar safe, that you do make a monthly payment to the local mob. Mm. So you're keeping your, you know, you throw out unruly patrons, people have had a little too much to drink, but for the most part, there's not too much outside trouble. No, that's good enough. Uh, hey guys, this is Dan, and uh, I am playing, um, I'm Michael, Michael uh, Bell, uh, you can call me B uh, Mickey, and uh, I'm the bartender here at the, at the, at the bar, uh, the, the, the waiting gibbas, and uh, well, uh, I, I, I've been working here for the better part of a year now, and it, it's a pretty good job. It's the, it's the only one that, that they'll hire me, though, uh, because, I, I, look, I, I'm 23 years old, but, but I went through puberty just last year. It's, uh, it, 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 the doctor said it was some kind of problem with my glands, and um, it, it, it went about as, as, as well as, as one could hope. Except for um, just really, really quick. You know how you're supposed to get hair uh, in different parts of your, your body? Um, I, I, got, I got hair everywhere. And fangs and, and claws. And um, uh, the doctor said I'm a werewolf now. <laughs> <laughs> Take your goddamn fate point. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, what's, what's your poison? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take the hair of the dog that bit me. Uh, <laughs> that was racist. <laughs> the only drink that they don't serve here is moonshine because of the jokes. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's that that's uh, that, that's that's one of my aspects. Uh, okay, I've got a taste for moonshine. <laughs> so good. So to be clear, though, I am prone to joking at the table as much as anyone else. This is a noir theme. Yes, correct. Um, 
So we will, but there is an aspect, there is a, a legit stat called comedy, yeah, which we, I can only assume Dan has a at lot. At zero. At zero. Yeah, oh, Angela it's put just it all sad. at zero. Yeah, Angela's yeah. like, I'm not going to give you a reason to be comedic. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I fucking kick the door open. <laughs> yes, uh, listeners, that was the first time I've heard that particular character voice. So this is this is what I this is what you people get from me saying like oh, I got I got to do more voices besides just Cohen voice. Uh, yeah. well, there you That's, go. Yeah. Awesome. You're welcome. You're people. welcome, world. Get what you pay for. <laughs> So the Waning Gibbous, as our bar is called, is a bit of a speakeasy. Not in the 1920s prohibition sense, but in the sense that you have very exclusive requirements for your clientele, and that is only monsters are allowed. At other bars that are kind of monster only, they've become what the gay bars are now, where bachelorette parties would take over. So this is a place run by monsters, for monsters, and and our bouncer is in charge of enforcing that. However you choose Joe to enforce that, whatever your test is, you do run a tight ship. Only monsters here. Yep. All right. So it is an evening at the Waning Gibbous. It is the first of the month. What month is it? October. 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 Yeah. <laughs> You all answer that real fast. I feel like it's perpetually October in this part of LA. So it is the 1st of October. And how close to the full moon is it, Mickey? I'm going to say it's it's like two days two days before the full moon. Okay, so, sure. yeah, so. so, of course, as a werewolf, you are now very well aware of the coming and goings of the moon. Yes. Because in classic werewolf form... Uh, you you have a little bit of control, like you can. Yeah, the the, the wolves are always under the surface, yeah. but it's mostly tied to the moon. Yeah. When the full moon hits, you you lose a little bit of that control. So it's earlier in the evening. There's probably a couple of regulars there. Who is our the our norm? Who is always at one corner of the bar with a drink? Swamp Thing. He's always in a uh, a suit that's always damp, and his his, his drink of choice is just water. He has a fish face and a cigarette is just like limply hanging out of his mouth and he just stares straight ahead, his eyes occasionally blinking those big black eyes of his. But he's he's just sitting there. He's, he's very silent, very much the norm of the group. Swamp Thing is sitting at one end of the bar. Bump, you are warming up on the stage. They call me Lady Luck. Mickey, you are behind the bar? Yes, I am. And Joe, are you at the front door waiting for patrons? Mm -hmm. I am just setting up my reinforced steel stool, putting out a elegant looking ashtray, one of the floor to like hip level joints mm -hmm. made of brass, because it's also nice and heavy if anybody gets any ideas. And then he calmly puts three pins on his vest. One is made of gold, one is made of silver, and one is like a tie of holly and wolfsbane. And one of the ways that he marks people who get out of place is he just grabs their head and puts it against his vest. And they get a burn on them for the rest of the night. And then he bounces them out. So wherever they go on the Hollywood Strip, they're going to be like, you got kicked out of the Wayne and Gillis, you ain't coming here. I like it. Luck be a monster tonight. Hey, thank you very much for coming out. <laughs> Luck be a monster tonight. Oh, yeah, baby. Luck, if you ever needed something to be afraid of. Oh, luck, be a monster. I said, luck, be a monster. I said, luck, watch out under the bed tonight. Thank you. I'm taking five. Thank 
Goodness. point for Bump. <laughs> yeah, Bump stands up, uh, adjusts his fedora. Right now he's on stage, and whenever he's on stage, he doesn't like light. It's the sunlight that really hurts him. But whenever he's on stage, they use a blue filter over the spotlight, so it's just this nice blue glow. And as soon as he steps off, another person comes on with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Who? What, what creature's playing the guitar as he's taken to a break? Uh, the Wax Man. It's a man who is, he seems Hispanic ethnicity in a just basic black and white suit, but his face expression never changes, ever. And he starts playing and it never blinks and it never changes. He communicates entirely through guitar or through cue cards that manifest out of his sleeve. And his set starts when he's whole and then he starts to melt from the heat. And when he's almost melted away is when his set is over. I love it. Bump is heading off towards the bar and leans against it, his fedora again, just kind of keeping it low so no one ever actually sees his face. Not that they'd see more than just a murky shadow. It looks almost like an ink blot that just continues to move around his face. All right, Mikey, give me some of that good poison. All right, Bump. A nice set tonight. He's always he's like, clink, clink, you know, putting, putting together your usual. It's always a good set of uh, Bump, because I am the Bump in the night. He paints the picture out with his hands in front of everybody, looks around, sees no one's paying attention. He's like, damn it, got to use that on, on stage next time. I, I need a pen. And he's like quickly scribbling on a napkin. Yeah, Mickey just passes the drink over, checks over with the swab monster. Uh, you good over there? More water? All right, got right on that. And there is one other member of staff who is usually around in the evenings. That is your accountant, Trixie. She is a vampire. She, of course, would usually be around tonight. It is the first of the month. Payment is going to come due for your protection. But nobody has seen her yet, but she could have been in early. And Joe, speaking of the payment coming due, approaching the entrance is a familiar hunchback woman. She's dressed fairly elegantly in a little black dress, but there is nothing that can hide the fact that she is the classic mad scientist assistant hunchback, and her name is Esmeralda. And you know that she is not a mad scientist assistant, but rather the assistant to the local mob boss, Maximilian Montanero. So Esmeralda walks with a little bit of a limp approaching you. Joe? Ezzy, what, uh, for what do I owe the pleasure? It's, uh, that time of month. He elaborately checks his watch. Well, shoot. You are correct. So, um... $5 spot at the door gets the entrance like anybody else. He drags on his cigarette. I don't think I need to come in for what I need. You can go get it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you take a seat? Looks like you're having trouble walking. And then, uh, groans and stands up and walks three massive struts across the dining area to the bar. Joe, I got a hunch that it's this time of the month, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Careful. She'll hear you. Then it'll be funnier. (laughs) And Mike. Yeah? Time to pay rent. Um, you you know, usually Trixie takes care of that. Yeah, I assume she talked to you. Uh, No. She seems to like you, Mick. Well, because I'm filled with delicious blood, mostly. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself, big fella. You got organs, too. I've noticed. Gee, thanks. Anyways, 
so you don't have any of the, uh... No, I mean, I got what's, uh, in the cash register, but that's not nearly enough. Well, we need 500 clams, and we need them fast. Um, I got, like, maybe 120? You got 120 bones on you, kid? You gotta put that away. There's a safe around there somewhere. No, I mean, in the, the cash register. All right, yeah, look around for Trixie. Mickey, you tend the bar. We'll do. If, uh, <clears throat> lovely young Belle over there wants a drink, you know, give her the drink on the house. Got it. All right. And I zig and bump zags. Good luck. So usually Trixie would be in the back office. You have a small office. It's both the office and the green room. You don't have a lot of extra space in this bar. Mm -hmm. So it's bump it is where you would go between sets if you weren't glad handing at the bar. It is where Trixie keeps the books. It's where the safe is located. There's a small safe behind the bar, but the... The, the running cash for the, mm -hmm. the bar is kept back in the back room. Hey, Trix, you back there? No answer. Okay, look, uh, I'm hoping you're decent because I'm coming in. I open the door and then immediately see a mirror, but no one's there. And I was like, oh, I guess she's... Oh, Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> and I open the rest of the door. Hey, Trix. Trixie is not there. Better not be one of those mind hand wavy games you do. If I turn around and I forget the last five minutes, I'm going to be real upset. Absolutely. Trixie has pulled that a couple of times. She's a vampire. She can mm -hmm. turn into mist or a bat, things mm -hmm. like that. So you look in the rafters. There's no bat there. There's a, a pall of smoke in the air, but that's because it's 1950s Hollywood, not mm -hmm. because there's vampire mist. <laughs> the Invisible Man is smoking a cigarette. I just see uh, smoke in the form of lungs and then get exhaled. <laughs> but no sign of Trixie. Applesauce. Hey, uh, Bump, Mickey? Yeah, as soon as you turn around to say Bump, you find me, like, standing right behind you, a cigarette hanging from my lips. Sweet Caroline, man. Don't blame me. This is the green room. I gotta get my wigs. People are getting tired of the blonde locks. I say as I walk towards, like, a little area that says Bump, like someone's written Bump over a mirror. Mm -hmm. uh, and he quickly goes about shuffling through some desks, drawers, before pulling out a very small red wig. And he takes off his hat, shows that he is really just an inkblot of nothingness, and then starts adjusting the red hair. All right, I'm ready to break out Oklahoma. Are they ready for this guy? Hey, Bumpo, you haven't seen Trixie Anywhere, have you? No, I saw her last night. She was uh, working late, but vampire. Yeah. But uh, no, I didn't see her this morning, which is weird. Mm. We were supposed to meet for a drink. It's a tradition, you know. I drink, she watches, and then she finds a nice little boy to, you know, take to the bathroom and drink. Yeah. But no, she. Uh, I guess she's, uh, you know, someone locked a coffin. <laughs> well... You're looking for the money, though? She usually puts it behind in the safe. Yeah, let me take a look. You got the combo? Because I got the combo. Yeah, I got the combo. And then I kind of, like, roll my sleeve back and look for where I tattooed the combo. <laughs> but do I have the combo? Sure. Okay. And I kind of got to, like, flex my muscles so different patches of different colored skin all, like, line up at the same time. That's cool. <laughs> yep. And I, uh, yeah, open up the safe. The safe is empty. I open it, and I close it, and I turn around, and I run my hand over my jaw and my mouth, and then turns around, opens the safe again. It's, oh, you, It's still empty. You gotta be kidding me. We got a problem. Yeah, Bumpo, we got a problem. 
Is the safe empty? Do we not got payment? Clean as a whistle. Well, this was a good run. I say, as I, <laughs> I, grab, I grab a bag and start opening and just throwing. I open my drawers and it's nothing but like wigs. Oh, that was a good memory. There we go. Ah, silver, like a fox. Listen, Marilyn, you're not going to be able to go anywhere looking like that. Look, at, if we don't get this scratch to uh, Maximilian soon, we're all in a whole lot of trouble. Wherever you came from is going to look like a song and a dance number compared to where he's going to send us. All right, so what do you plan to do with the hunchback over there? First, we're going to do the only thing we can do when things go wrong. We're going to go scare the living shit out of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and, I go, and I go back over to the bar. Hey, uh, Mike. Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, either I'm like cleaning out the sun. Yeah, yeah, you got the money? Because uh, she's been eyeing me from the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, short answer? No. Longer answer? There is no money. Long, um, longest answer. What's your credit like? <laughs> I, I don't have credit. Okay, okay. We need a delay. Is that it? Yeah, we need to find trick. Don't worry, I got a delay for you right here. Uh-oh. Esmeralda leans in to the door. She's not setting foot in mm-hmm. the establishment. Is there a problem, gentlemen? Esmeralda, is that you? And you didn't stop to say hello to your favorite bump in the night. Come here, let's have it. Uh, get some of the good stuff for the darling here. Is that a new dress? You know, it just keeps on getting smaller each time, and I can't help but feeling a jealous to all that black around you, because I assure you, if you need something black around you, <laughs> bump is right here for your bedside manner. Not a real I feel s- like you're using comedy on her. Uh, sure, sure. So go ahead, roll that. No, negative one. All right. <laughs> she rolled oh, plus four. Damn. <laughs> oh god! Burn his wigs. Oh god, no! <laughs> so she, she, that is an exceptional success for her. So not only is she absolutely just watching you stone faced. But she's like, so it seems like you're having some liquidity problems. Uh, no, 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 that, that's, that's not exactly what we're saying. We're just saying that the, the, the payment is due tonight. Is that correct? And the tonight is young. Am I right? I mean, I would know something about being the night is young. So how about you enjoy yourself and the payment will be in your hands before the night, before dawn. <sighs> Joe turns around. <clears throat> Lights another cigarette and walks up to Esmeralda. <laughs> Wait, I'm just imagining you. Lo- oh, God! Yeah. You're afraid of fire, aren't you? Uh, no, I just can't let myself get caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're vulnerable to fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I just exactly. pictured like old school. <laughs> every other like, time. Oh, God, God damn it. Yeah. Fire bad! <laughs> oh, the camel's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> that is an ad. That is an ad that exists. Oh. Fire bad, camel smooth. <laughs> That's why I smoke cools. <laughs> oh dear mm. uh, let a singer walk up oh okay Esmeralda look this isn't a liquidity problem as much as it is a, uh, a personnel problem we got other staff here and they're out counting the money and making sure everything's square you understand we can't be uh, sliding you any sort of uh, fake bones we get some counterfeits from time to time we gotta double check them to make sure that everything's on the level here's the thing our money is straight everything's gonna be jake in a couple of hours why don't you come back when we get 
all of the stuff in a nice little powwow and make sure that everything is clear to go. Clean skies, five by five, right? Roll me drama. Okay. To persuade her. So if you have any aspects, it's been a while since we've played Fate, so I'll remind Mm -hmm. you. If you have an aspect that you think would help you in this situation, you can spend a Fate point, and that gets you a plus two. You can do that after you roll. So sometimes it's good to have in mind before you roll in case you need to tag it, um, but you can always do it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And because if anybody... Uh, you can have, I only gave you your high concept, your trouble, and your origin, which left you with three additional aspects you can add. So you can come up with those at any time during play. Cool. Well, when do we use our trouble? Usually that's going to be a compel, where okay. I make I bring up your trouble. But of course, you can always suggest to me, hey, this seems like a good time for me to be in trouble. This sounds like a good time for me to be in trouble. Oh, that's true. Because nobody trusts a dead guy. Nobody trusts a dead guy, so... Do we have a face? Is there a Foise in this area? No? This guy. Great! Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually pretty good. I just failed. What would happen is if I compel nobody trusts a dead guy, you don't roll. You just fail. Okay. Cool. Yep. Oh, you're taking it? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. All right, so... (sighs) How about you go back in that office and you bring me my 500 clams? I gotta stop smoking these, it'll be the death of me. And I turn around and walk to the office, saying, like, with every Herman Munster-style thud of the footfall, he just goes, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, no, Mickey's got nothing. He's just, he kind of, like, puts up, puts the uh, a drink in front of her. Hey, uh, on the house. And uh, as I walk by Mickey, I kind of wave him over to the end of the bar. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, I'll, be, I'll be right back if you need any. There's pretzels. Don't uh, try anything funny, Mickey. Uh, I, I can't. Every time I've tried, they boo me off the stage. Oh. <laughs> and kind of oh, moves, moves over to, yeah. <laughs> you imagine this poor kid. You imagine this poor kid trying to do stand-up. I can only imagine like a thi- like the melted wax man is like, get off the stage, <laughs> ugly. <laughs> oh, come on, don't burn him. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, and, uh, and Joe waves you over and says, ring Trixie's home phone and see if you can get her on the horn. We need her here now. All right, all right. And uh, uh, he goes, I'm sure, she, like, her number is, like, posted somewhere, like, behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, for, for times like this. Are you going to call? For, there, There's a phone behind the bar and there's a phone in the office. The phone in the bar, behind the bar, is totally within sight of Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah. you might reach for the phone in the bar. Yeah, he but starts going for the phone in yeah, the bar. Suddenly yeah, suddenly a tendril of shadow just presses it down. And you look over and, like, Bump is shaking his head. And then, like, the tendril yeah. kind of raises and points towards the, uh, the back office. So. Uh, uh, but I'm not supposed to leave them. All right. Um, uh, d- 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 oh. I gotcha. <sighs> Thank, thanks, Bump. And he puts down the phone and, 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 and rushes over to the office. I'll take a whiskey sour. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you go. Whiskey. I hate my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, as soon as he gets to the office... Yep. Now it's Slow a, rotary dial. Yeah. Also, the Transylvania extension is like five extra numbers. Yeah. 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 So it takes takes a solid part of better part of a minute to dial six, the number. Six, 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 six. Oh God, no! The last one's five. Okay, starting over. <laughs> Trixie's phone rings. 
End rings, end rings. No answer. Is Joe uh, back there with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's not answering. Joe is lifting everything not nailed down yeah. and looking for this goddamn money. <laughs> you lift the table. You lift a bag. You start lifting wigs. Yep. And you're not finding any money. But you overturn a chair and stuck to the bottom of one of the legs uh, with a piece of gum. Mm-hmm totally on accident, is a scrap of paper with an address on it. And it is in Trixie's handwriting. Son of a werewolf. Uh, no offense. I'm taken. All right, well, I got a lead. I'm working for free now. Looks like we should check this out, but I can't close the bar. We sure as heck can't get out of here as long as Esmeralda's out there. She might be able to give us an extension, but she's going to ratchet up the price. Mm. How much did you say was behind the bar? 120. Well, 125 now. We had a couple customers. Yeah. Give her a buck even. All right. Tell her that uh, we just need to handle a personnel problem. Come back in two hours. She likes you. Or she likes you more. (sighs) All right. And then I need you to find one of your alternates. Somebody else has got to work the bar. You're coming with me, kid. All right. I I, I know, guy. I suppose Fred can do it. All right. And uh, he goes back up to the bar trying to be casual and just, like, sweating. Like, um, hey, uh, Miss uh, Esmeralda? Yeah. Yeah, um, so there, there's, um, there's been a personal problem, and I have been authorized by, by, by the staff to offer you a, um, uh, give me a second, click, no, wrong, uh, yeah, the, the cash register opens, it finally hits the right key, um, starts counting on the bunny right in front of her. Um, here we go. Carry she looks the- so unamused because as soon as that drawer... Uh, yeah, she you knows can there's see, not there's, a fi- not, there's, there's not, not 500. 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. And then he puts the other 25 back in. Counts it again. All right. Uh, here we go. Um, so I have been authorized to offer you 100 um, as, as a courtesy while we finish our... Uh, personnel issue, which should take no more than two hours. And then you can come back and we'll have the rest. Roll me. I think this is drama. Yeah, this, still. this is still not the... Um, I'll give you a plus two because you have some cash to give her. Alright, let's see. Oh, that one just landed on the edge. But so far, so... Ah, oh, goddammit. Nope, zero. Now, can we also... Sp- we can only use uh, fate points to tag our aspects, right? We can't yes. do any sort of generic. You can use them to re-roll. Hmm. How about that? Because yeah, I've got a, I've got extra. She's yeah, so whooping I'm gonna, our asses. I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend a fate point and re-roll that. Yep, zero. I'll let you succeed at a cost. All right. I'll be back in one hour. Um. All right, but I can't guarantee we'll have a. Sure, one hour. You look over his shoulder, and Joe is just vigorously nodding his head and making the make like speeded up motion with his hands. I mean, one hour will be fine. Uh, we will have all all the money in one hour. You'll have 
$500 yes. in one hour. She takes that $100 and she just slides it into a pocket in mm. her dress. You still owe Mr. Montanero $500. Oh boy, Tracy's going to kill me. And she sweeps out of the bar. It's coming out of my salary. I know it. When we pay you. All right. Okay, Bump, Mickey, we got a problem. Uh, it sounds like you have a problem. I guess. But we all work for this joint. And if it gets shut down, then we're all out of jobs. What, am I supposed to leave Waxman up there? Look, he's already half burnt up. Hey, Waxy. Think you can put yourself together for an extended run? I walk over to him, yeah. grab the note card. See, si. see si what? Uh, gracias, mi amigo. <laughs> and he, uh, you see him like vibrate for a moment, like he's concentrating, and the the pool that was beginning to form around his legs hardens a little bit, so it's not actively melting. He mm. can't like quite reform himself. Like into any a more recognizable person, but he can slow the melting. He's never had to do an encore. This is a big night for him. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Mickey's on the phone now, behind the bar again, trying to reach out to his, you know, his uh, co-worker Fred. Who, what what is Fred? What would Fred be? Fred is oh god, if he's like the guy we don't like to call, yeah, then he's like a pixie or something. He's this friggin' annoying, and like <laughs> no one else wants to work for us. A satyr. A satyr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Satyr bartending. Yeah. He, drink, he drinks all the profits. Yep. But he's a body. <laughs> Yo, what you need, Mickey? Hey, Fred. Um, listen, we got kind of a situation here at the bar. Yeah. Um, could you cover for me for the next hour? It's, it's really an emergency. I kind of got a dame over. Yeah, well, I, I, we need to find a dame, so uh, I don't suppose it's Trixie. I wish. Right, don't we all? I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, let's look, look, look. The, the the mob, you know, the whole thing with the money every month that mm-hmm. we that we were told when we were hired as yeah. part of orientation. Um, <laughs> so they're here, and Trixie's not here, and she usually has the money, but she's not here, and now we don't have the money, and they're coming back in an hour to get the money, and. Um, I think we know where Trixie might be, but I we can't just leave the bar open. Um, so please, I mean, you can look, bring, 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 bring your girl over, and she can have she, drinks on the house. All right. All right, great, great, great. As soon as you can. Be all right, over. Yeah, and click. <sighs> oh God, Trixie's gonna take those drinks out of my salary too. And it takes him about fifteen minutes to show up. Yep. So you're down to forty-five minutes before Esmeralda's back. Couldn't you get a hack, Fred? Why would I uh, waste good money? Yeah, we ask ourselves. Look, bear down on him, my shadow washing over him. We ask ourselves that every every day. Time's a burning, and when I say time, I actually mean Waxman over there. Oh my God, he is a living metaphor. <laughs> All right, Bump, Mickey, I got this. It's thin, but it's in Trixie's neighborhood. We should check out Trixie's house and then maybe go over to this place. Looks like it might be some sort of invitation for a party or something. It's entirely possible she just had too much hooch and she's asleep on somebody's couch. It doesn't sound like Trixie. 
and I'm open to any sort of ideas, but right now, I'm hoping that it's just all an innocent mistake. All right, let's go to her place. Not that far away. I'm just going to have to change wigs. Burnett is more of a detective feel. Sure thing, Cal Friday. Thank you. And yeah, well, I change my wig and then I'll just head out. Yep. Do you hire a cab to drop you off in uh, front of Trixie's place? She lives in a... It's a hearse. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Trixie lives in a, a boarding house for young women in the city. And you know she lives on the sixth floor in the sixth apartment, of course. It's the highest, most exclusive floor, and so that means that she doesn't have a roommate. A lot of the other girls in this place do have roommates. However, being a boarding house for young women, there is a matron at the front door. I'm not using the front door. I'm going up the side of the building. Yes. Keep her busy so she ain't going to be doing rounds. I'll give a good glance around the place to see what's going on in her room. Okay. And with that, I'm walking up towards the, the shadows of the side of the building, and it seems just like the shadows grip me by my clothing, and I'm just raised up, and I'm using my shadow tendrils. Okay. So you're paying a fate point for this. Do I have to do that when I use my shadow tendrils? No. Cool. What are, what are your shadow tendrils? Is that a stunt, or is that a... Uh, aspect. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that because I'm not even going to make you roll for this. Mm-hmm. This is just so integral to who you are that absolutely the shadows, it's less you climbing, as you said, oh. and the shadows lifting you. Hey, 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 get away from the window. Be, be respectful to the ladies. <laughs> and they, couple, they yeah, a couple, of, a couple of tendrils like <laughs> go out of view as, I don't know, they're just, the women are changing behind a uh, changing <laughs> board, whatever it's called, <laughs> changing screen. Screen, yeah. yeah. There we go. So, yes, at, at your command, the shadow tendrils behave and just bring you up to the sixth floor, the sixth apartment. The windows are the windows are closed and there are no lights on. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to open up a window, uh, pulling out a switchblade if, if I have to unlock, latch it that way. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty dexterous person, so I'll still let you do that without a, a roll. If it had been, you know, Joe Lister, man of flesh over there, would have been a different story. But, yes, you can... And plus, you don't even have to open it all the way. You just need to kind of jimmy it open an inch or so. You're made of shadow. You can slip through there. Right, and that's what I do. And I get, I kind of reform in the middle of the room and start just looking around. All right, you are in Trixie's bedroom. And let's throw out some aspects on Trixie's apartment. Uh, first of all, it is dark. That's an easy one. It is cramped because Trixie is a bit of a pack rat. She's a vampire. She has lived a long time, and so she's collected a lot of things over the course of her life. There's, uh, It's not quite hoarder levels, but there's no bare walls. All of these shelves are completely filled with junk, except some of it's actually quite expensive junk just by virtue of she bought it off of a merchant in the Middle Ages, and it was a nothing little tchotchke then, but it's 600 years old. Hmm. So, yes, you're looking through her apartment. I think this is probably drama. You're not, like, trying to... You're not scaring anybody, so it's not horror, and I imagine you're not trying to just toss the place. No, just uh, drama sounds good. All right. And uh, so I can use... Are these disadvantages or advantages? They are just aspects on the scene that if you uh, think that they would help you, you can invoke them. I'm going to invoke it. Can I have to pay to invoke? Oh, no, the first time doesn't need to invoke. Correct. Plus, you can roll first, and you could roll really well and not have to pay any points. 
Ugh. Um, I'm going. Yeah, these aren't great dice. I'm going to invoke dark. Okay. Um, and it's made. I'm a, sh- I'm a creature of shadows. I prefer looking around in the dark. All right. And I'm also going to be using my shadow tendrils. They're going to help me, and I'm going to pay a point for that. So they're going to help me as well. So that's another plus two. All right. So what does that bring your total to? So that gives me a plus. Dark gives you plus two at any time that you're using a, oh, an aspect. Oh, then, then I get a plus four. Okay. We're going to go back downstairs as you are searching. So, downstairs in front of the boarding house, Joe and Mickey, what are you doing? Okay, Mickey. Um, I just need you to play along, okay, kid? Can do. Good. And Joe is going to lick his palm and part his hair, and he's going to take his jacket off and sling it over one shoulder, and he's going to rifle through uh, the breast pocket of his coat and pull out an old worn pamphlet. And he's going to walk up to the door and knock on it and wait for the matron to answer. The door is solid oak. Mm. And the you hear footsteps from behind it. And the door opens just a couple of inches. The chain is still across it. And you recognize that the chain is silver. Mm. Smart. And you see a, a ghostly woman, in fact, is uh, standing on the other side of the door, or hovering, as, uh, of course, this is literally a ghostly old woman. And it's it's a solid beat of the silhouetted, grim-faced Joe looking down at the spectral woman, and then in a moment he says, Good evening, ma'am. I was wondering if I could tell you the good news. Have you heard about the Frankenchrist? (laughs) (laughs) Point for Frankenchrist. (laughs) And I'm going to and I'm going to fast talk her, pretending to be a member of the Church of Latter Day Frankenchrist. Okay, I think that's comedy. Yep, I would hope so. Um, all right. Yeah, dice are not with us today. Nope. Um, so you can start uh, grabbing stuff if you can. No, I've got no social stuff. I, as I said, you can add more aspects if you think you should have some kind of social aspect. Mm. I mean, can you also do your high concept as an aspect? Absolutely, yeah. yes. I mean, you are talking about Frankenchrist, and you're a reanimated person. That's a very good point. So you could- I would totally accept yeah. that. Not only are you a reanimated bouncer, but yes, you could totally believably be a bouncer missionary. I'm going to spend. Or a reanimated missionary. Can I use two? Yes, you can keep spending points. There is no limit on how many points you can spend per roll. Cool. I would like to activate, randomly display a tick uh, from a different person used to create you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to affect a southern accent. Okay. So it's like, so I mean to sound like, hi. <laughs> I would like to tell you the good news. And they just. So I should actually point out that is related to you being a reanimated. Okay. Bouncer. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just suggestions for what parts of reanimated bouncer you could be calling upon. Oh, I'm sorry. I mistook that. Okay. So you've still only paid me one for reanimated bouncer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yes. You get okay, then back. in which case I rolled a plus one. A reanimated bouncer is plus two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got a negative one on the dice. And and I, but you have a plus one comedy. Comedy. So. I thought it was drama. Yeah, you're right. So I got a two. Okay. That is enough. Since you were just trying to keep her busy, correct? You're not trying mm-hmm. to get inside? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convert her. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd rolled, like, plus six, you probably could have converted her. <laughs> Start my own church. Fine, guys, we're going to have this 500 bucks in no time. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked for other people in Hollywood. <laughs> Wait, it's Hollywood, so I start the Church of Scarentology. <laughs> Retcon. Church of Scarentology. So, 
she is, uh, well, uh, would, we can always use some good news in these trying times. Please tell me more. Well, as it turns out, a lot of people thought that Hollywood, or old Hollywood, or as the normals call it, Holly weird, but we don't like to use that term. No, no, no. No, no, no. We here in the community are in fact different, but we are actually the most vulnerable of all of the people within California. Did you know that we are not represented in Congress? I thought of that. That's right. So, so uh, the uh, the idea of us voting by ourselves would be ludicrous without some sort of representation. But part of that representation needs to be met with a kind of unity. What the Frankenchrist offers is the understanding that all of us, undead, spectral, living, bloodthirsty, brain thirsty, can all rise up and meet a higher calling. That higher calling right now it's taking care of ourselves and each other. Mickey, what are you doing during he's this? He's just standing in the spiel. background, smiling awkwardly. Since it's that time of the month getting close, he's kind of got like small fangs uh, showing all the time. And he's just like, eh. Mickey here is from our uplifted youth program. <laughs> we look for the most vulnerable of the different high schools and we try to reach out to the communities and show them that there's a, a better way to spend their time. You understand we can't have the teenagers going to all of these riffraff movies that cater to them with the basis of their desires. We need to breed and to groom the next respectable members of this society. Well, that's what I'm trying to do here. Try to keep these ladies in line. Absolutely. I had no idea this was a ladies' establishment. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. I hope this isn't seeming informal or improper. Uh, <laughs> with the neighborhood being what it is, that's generally accepted that those with the calling should be of a more robust nature should any of the um, <clears throat> less savory members of our society be on the prowl. Understood. Understood. Speaking of less savory members on the prowl. Hey, look at this. Oh, yeah. Now that's a pair that I like. And you just go back and you see him looking at a wig that she's collected. <laughs> oh, I love the strands. It's a, uh, it, it's like um, uh, a French Revolution oh, yeah. style. Ooh. He puts it, it on. He's like, <laughs> square intranets, let me eat cake. <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, embroidered inside on the, the wig um, the lining of the wig is the initials M.A. He takes off the tag. He doesn't need the tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's itchy. It's itchy. It's itchy. What's this? Just toss it over. But yeah, he's taking the uh, the wig, but he's also looking around for any clues. So you, you, I already rolled. So. Yeah, so, and you had a plus four with um, tagging uh, various aspects. And you don't, everything looks like it's in its place, as far as you can tell in this very cramped full apartment. And as you are looking around, you do find that one of the, you, you find a set of filing cabinets and you open it up and it goes back. Like the first, the, the previous 10 years are organized like by year. So it's 1956, 1955, 1954. And then it starts going back by decade. And she's apparently been in the accounting business for quite a while as the decades go back to uh, like the 1770s. So vampires have always been here uh, other than the flickering? Okay, cool. Yeah, some monsters have always been here, kind of like how you would cross into this world sometimes. Okay. Some monsters have 
been here always. Okay, I was just wondering. Great, we're great. hidden now. She can be herself all the time. Cool. Yeah, cool so, cool. so like that's uh, so like some places were legitimately haunted. Mm-hmm. It's just that now people are like, see, I told you my house was haunted. And as you are looking through those files, you see that the 1956 file, this year's folder, is empty. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Does it look like it's always been empty? Does it look like the folder is like just completely flat or looks like something that was taken from it? Something was taken from it. Oh, no, that's not great. All right. But as I said, there's no sign of a struggle in the apartment and the door is still locked with no sign of there having been uh, it being picked. Does she have clothing that's still there or does it look like some clothing is missing? Or like a briefcase? Her clothes are all still there, but her favorite purse is not. All right, all right. Her wallet is gone. Her keys are gone. Yeah, I'm taking uh, the some. I'm, I'm taking the wig. That's just a given. And I'm. Are climb- you wearing it out as you climb down? No, I mean I'm just. It's, I I'm still being the detective, so I have this nice uh, brown uh, brown wig that's kind of more. It's more butch cut than anything that I usually have, but I'm playing a cop. So I'm climbing down the window now. The tendrils are escorting me downward. And uh, you guys see me from the corner of your eyes as the shadows just kind of give you a wave wave, uh, that you got something. Cool. Now I'm very interested. What is the tithing situation with Frank and Christ? Because I don't have a lot of money on me. Oh, you feel like you're a, a good young man. I feel like I can trust you with that information. Well, it's, this week we're having a special five hundred dollars. Oh, oh no! I'm sorry. I don't think I can afford to be a member. And oh, she's gonna close the door. It was just oh, it was just a it was just a joke, Miss. But um, no, no, there's no tithing system uh, immediately. It's just a. a uh, issue of unity and make sure that we're all safe and together. That's what mass is for. That's what our collections are for and our picnics and things like that. Speaking speaking of which, Miss, uh, you said that this is a, uh, a a ladies' establishment and we actually happen to have uh, some, uh, some rapport with the Night Squad. None of your ladies are are currently out and about. They haven't signed out or anything, because I can alert the Night Squad to to be on the lookout for any women uh, after after curfew. Well, uh, there's uh, nobody signs out after curfew, of course. Once it's it's nine o'clock, everybody has to be in inside, back in your rooms. Uh, however, uh, there, there's a couple of girls who uh, you know, have been on vacation or traveling for their jobs. I absolutely support young women who are, are finding their careers. I think it's very important. I died before women had the right to vote in this country. Oh, my goodness. But you're unalive to watch it uh, come to fruition. So that's a wonderful thing. It's 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 a very interesting time. So uh, a couple of girls, uh, actually, actually, one of the girls has, uh, it, she, she does have special permission to be out after hours uh, she she works an evening shift I told her that it was dangerous but she assured me that she could take care of herself oh uh, oh goodness all, all right I understand it must be a waitress job or something like that something like that something like that all right great uh, so I'll uh, I will alert the night squad that there may be a woman walking unaccompanied and not to and to to make sure that she gets home uh, safe and uh, sound. Does um, blonde brunettes? Um, they're going to ask some. I used to be a police officer a long time ago oh. before I found the calling of the Frankenchrist. Um, what uh, what 
uh, what would be a description so that they oh. know that she's not um, someone of ill repute? Oh, uh, well, she's a vampire. Oh, all right. So uh, she looks vampirish. Um, all right, vampirish. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I heavens. accept all kinds here. Absolutely, I sus- I support vampire rights. To run out with my money. Um, fantastic. I'll, I'll I'll make sure that they know. Thank you so much for your time. Please keep the pamphlet. Oh, thank you. All right, and um and uh, um, and so she left relatively oh she uh she said she was going out for lunch with her girlfriends today and that she'd be there before work oh fantastic so i'll make sure that the night watch knows that there may be multiple vampires and uh to to ensure that they get home before sunrise thank you very much you have a wonderful evening you too frank and christ bless you fire bad faith good Listeners, please, somebody make the pamphlet I just handed that woman. (laughs) So I think Mickey is my favorite character of dance. Uh, Yep. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going to die before she... Well, she already died. How long How long do you have to talk to these people to get answers? Uh, well, the older they are and the deader they are, then, you know, time becomes irrelevant. What, uh, what'd you find out? Well, I found this little number right in the back of the closet right here. Look at this. How do I look? Eh, eh. Distracted. What well, else did you find? Uh, well, she had some vases, uh, some, uh, mink stuff. Nothing that we could really pawn off. It looked used. So she wasn't there. Oh, no, no, she was gone. Uh, but her favorite purse was missing. Uh, no wallet. Not only that, but she, her filing cabinets uh, for uh, 1956, which is this year. Uh, it looked like stuff had been in the folder. It wasn't like completely flattened. Uh, but there was nothing in there. Looks like she took it or something was taken at some point. But, but the door was locked. Everything looked uh, crowded. But, you know, it looked like a woman lived there. Not like a, a tornado or a, a, a tornado. A very frisky woman. So a document was missing. She took her Vera Fang with her and she got her keys. <laughs> That's what it looks like. All right. Well, lady up front said that she had uh, signed out and said something about going to have lunch with her girlfriends. What's so, lunch for a vampire? Uh, probably the sl- girlfriend who's slowest to show up. I don't know. <laughs> and so... Um, so we know she's not at the club. We know that she signed out. And we know that she's not going far because she didn't take any clothes with her. Yeah, well, there's no address over there. You said you might have had something, another lead? This, yeah, this other uh, this other place. If she walked off with 500 of our clams, then... Hey, 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 hey. Trixie's always been a straight shooter with us, okay? So let's not prepare to stake her and leave her out in the sun before we find out what's going on, okay? Fair enough, but let's find out exactly what she's uh, gotten into. She might have uh, gotten in some trouble and bit off more than she can chew. Nah, don't worry. Come on. Hey, listen to me. Long live the queen. Let's go. (laughs) And we hail another cab. The address was in Trixie's neighborhood, Mm -hmm. so you can absolutely get a cab, but it's like four or five blocks away. Her residence is in a residential neighborhood and she's a couple of blocks over from the main commercial strip which is where this address is oh yeah we don't have really uber capabilities yeah. at this point so we run we're running for it yep. we only got we only got a few little bit oh of time. yeah we've got like half an hour maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah especially with how how chatty that old woman was yep so yeah the, poltergeists the... are mad chatty 
<laughs> so yes, you absolutely have a ticking clock hanging over your heads as you approach the um, uh, the what, what's a good like spooky Hollywood street name? Uh, spooky Hollywood street name would be um, uh, 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 Broadsley. <laughs> Broadslay. I like uh, Broadslay. Yeah, all right. So you're over on um, uh, Broadslay, and I can't come up. I was gonna th- trying to come up with like a pun for Vine because that's the only. Oh, a uh, Price Street. Price Ooh, Street. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Broadslay and Price. Yeah, nice. nice that work. is the the corner that uh, you are approaching to reach the Flicker Flats Hotel. It is a rundown residential hotel. And the sign, true to its name, is a neon sign, but it is flickering in and out. And you can't tell whether they're trying to be on theme or if the lights are just old. Because this place is not looking top shelf ready. It's a low hotel, only two floors. One of those where all the doors face out onto the street or onto a balcony. Low stucco building with red tile as the roof. and uh, Is there a pool in the middle that you do really don't want to swim in? Yes. Oh, Swamp Thing lives here. Yeah. Yes, this is Swamp Thing's uh, corner of town. <laughs> and t- this is a residential hotel, so you know that most of the people that stay here, this is where they live. This I is love- not so much the tourists from out of town popping in and out of here. These are longtime mm. residents. I love this place. Great parties back in the day. Back yeah. in the day being three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I think we're here to break somebody else's up. Which room she's in? There is not a room hmm. listed. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to have eyes on that sign-in booklet for guests. I mean, I can try to do the talking again, but... Hey, hey, don't you worry. They don't call me Silver Tongue Luke for nothing. They, they don't, don't call, call me that. I know. That's why it's nothing. But I, I think I can handle this. I'm going to like this saunter in. As the neon sign, every time the neon sign blinks, I kind of wince and I make sure my fedora is really facing it. But I have my sunglasses on and I just have a smile. And the smile is nothing but it looks a little bit less black around, but it shows like a, an impossibly high smile. And he just walks right in, strutting. There is a, a front desk, and at first you think that it is unmanned, and then you realize that the jar of water on the desk is not a water cooler. There is a brain in it. A no. brain in the jar is manning the front desk. Oh, do we pay you a point for that? <laughs> Amazing. I look around, and then I reach out, and I press a, a, like a little buzzer. Stop doing that. Ah, ah, sorry, uh, I got a lot on my mind. As I say, as I just, I finally noticed there's a there's a brain in the jar. Oh, you see this? Point. Our characters are in the background, and we just like melt, like no. Oh. Uh, so, sorry, brain freeze. Ah. I'm, I'm sorry. I I uh, ooh, uh, I'm so. really in a pickled jar. Oh my god. god, god, god. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hope I'm here to meet one of my friends. I was hoping to see if uh, you can help me tell me which room she's in. No. All right, I understand that is. Uh, you're probably you know it's policy, but I assure you, we're just we're too we're worried uh, sick about her. We we haven't seen her all day, and we know she's here. Could you just help me out? One monster to the to an to to an individual in a jar that I'm. Uh, 
Uh, do you have a water cooler here that's not occupied? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, uh, roll me to, uh, roll two to try to persuade this guy to break hotel policy. Oh. What am I rolling? Uh, I don't, do you think you're being dramatic or do you think this is comedy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm crying right now. Yeah. So. I guess comedy. Okay. Okay. It's a one. One. And right, he rolled one. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, so you just need to tag one thing and you will uh, succeed. Oh, uh, I scare normal people, but he's not normal. He's a brain in a jar. Yeah. So you're uh, you're tagging your your high concept of being a no no this is my un- this is oh oh right right it's right. part of being the boogie oh this is what the aspects are right here okay I gotcha yeah, yeah this, I'm, this I'm, character I'm, sheet is interesting but obviously it's not as clear as it could be for new readers new yeah, players oh yeah sorry I I understand this whole thing now much better great so yeah I'm uh, as, as a fellow weird sort of off putting person. The brain in the jar. It's just kind of bobbing there. It, of course, there's no expression to read, but it just bobs there and for a long silence before finally says, There's a nice machine on the second floor. Probably melt some of the water there. Well, great. Uh, but I was hoping you maybe would able to assist me with finding my friend and I can drop by uh, the water machine then. We're a very busy hotel. I need to know more. Oh, she's a vampire, if that helps. Uh, her name's Trixie. A uh, wonderful girl. Uh, she's uh, uh, black hair, white skin, fangs. No Trixie on the books. Uh, but uh, what about a vampire? Got a couple of vampires staying here. Don't make that description. Okay, well, well, well she's uh, anyone that checked in tonight. Uh, she she's a very social girl. We she went out with a couple vampires for lunch, and I figured maybe they just dropped here. Is there any new vampires that we can just knock on the door, say hellos, make sure Trixie's fine? Really, it really it really uh, mean a lot to me. You hear the door open behind you. The Mikey and mm-hmm. Joe would notice this first. A zombie is shambling up to the hotel. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Fandible. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to hear more, go on over to Fandible.com and listen to any one of our many podcasts. I'm sure we've got some sort of genre that we've recorded that will absolutely tickle your fancy. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, we're at Fandible. Same thing with Facebook. And if you want to throw some shillings our way, then take a look at the Fandible Patreon. With the money, we keep this crazy train going by paying for equipment, going to conventions so we can meet you lovely, lovely people, and for paying Johnny Law off so they stay off our backs. Thank you very much for listening, and some something clever. Something clever. Nothing? No one wants to... I'm literally looking at four of my closest friends, and no one's... Thank you! Thank <laughs> you!